Welcome to the Hatch and Curiosity podcast, where homeschooling families cultivate innovation through curiosity, creativity, and critical thinking. I'm your host, Christina Hatch. You're listening to my very first bonus episode, and this one is about compassion and practice. So the last episode focused on viewing diversity with love and an open mind, having compassion for people, and helping others to see that same beauty in themselves. Today, I want to touch on the other aspects of compassion. As I put together the cover images for these episodes, I found a darling picture of my son playing with a worm while holding his pet dinosaur. It reminded me of a conversation we had yesterday morning on the long car ride into town. He asked me what a love expert was, thank you Frozen, and I told him that a love expert was someone who knows all about love, and I bet he could be one one day. He said, how? I said it's because he loves his brothers, cousins, and dad, and that so many people love him. He smiled quietly for a minute, and then said, I also love nature, even the mean animals. I love them because they need love too, and I love everything outside. So stinking cute, and so true. This kid was a born naturalist. To be honest, he was a really fussy baby, which was a couple of really hard months for me. But the one thing that always calmed him down was when I would take him outside, put him on a blanket, and lay him underneath a tree so he could look up at the sun through the leaves. He notices things that other kids miss because being outside heightens his senses and it's where he is his best self. And I say these things not to go on and on about my cute little son, but to illustrate where we place our affections and our time, our hearts will follow. In our home, most of my children's happiest memories are outside and nature has a special place in their hearts because of it. Having a love for nature will make him more compassionate to animals and a better steward over the land. He will want to learn more about it and how to protect and preserve it. His love will turn into compassion, and his compassion will lead to understanding. If you want your child to love the outdoors, you need to spend time outdoors and respect nature when you're in it. If you want your child to love cooking, you need to cook together and maybe even grow a garden or shop together to create positive memories around this habit so that cooking will lie in their affections. If you want your child to love to read, then read to them when they're little. And those cozy snuggles will stick with them as they crack open their own books and the familiar smell of the pages waft up. Guiding their affections will help them become compassionate because they will love and understand those things better than the things they're less familiar with or fond of. Compassion can be defined as compelled with love. You can have compassion for other people. You can have compassion for animals, nature, the arts. To raise compassionate people, you need to choose what you want them to have a love for and spend your time doing those things. Let's say, for example, you want them to have compassion for people in a water crisis. First, they need to know the people in that crisis. You can accomplish this by visiting rural African and Asian communities, watching videos, reading books, or speaking to people who have firsthand accounts. In doing this, you'll seek to make connections. What do they have in common? What is beautiful about your differences? Make it personal. Focus on children with your children so that they can see themselves in other kids' shoes. Once you've made a connection and they've started to love people, you can introduce the problem. They need to understand what the water crisis is. Talk about how you get water and how they get water. Help them to discover the problem for themselves. Illustrate it for them or listen to a first-hand account if you can. The closer they can get to experiencing the problem through the eyes of their friends, the more meaningful it'll be to them. At this point, if you've done a good job of directing their affections, they will naturally feel compassionate or compelled with love. Now, this is where the magic happens. Compelled by love, 
they will seek to learn more and act on that knowledge to serve and bless others. You may find yourself doing a fundraiser or going to one of these places and helping to build a well. In an Oceana class, we dove deep into the coral reefs and the kids fell in love with the sea. In one of the days, we spoke about the issue with chloral bleaching and loss of habitat. The kids were heartbroken that this rainforest of the sea was disappearing at the alarming rate that it is and demanded to know why. I explained several of the reasons and they decided together that they were going to find a way to clean the oceans. They brainstormed and debated together for a good 15 minutes until class ended. Months later, my seven-year-old is still coming to me with ideas on how to clean the oceans. They had developed a compassion for this cause by forming a love for the place and the animals in it. Is this a fast process? Not always. It can take years, but the point is teaching kids to love by overcoming bias and really seeing the beauty in things is the first step in raising compassionate, loving, charitable people. These feelings of compassion will lead to the types of passion projects, service, and innovative problem solving that will change the world. There's a company called Loop that I've been following on social media for a while. Their mission is to change how packaging is done across the globe, and they have a lot of momentum. The owner has a love for the earth, saw the problem that disposable packaging was causing with pollution and waste of resources, and then moved on that compassion. With ambitious and creative strategy to work with current commercial giants to affect a large-scale change over to reusable and recyclable packaging. In a relatively short amount of time, he has partnered with brands like Procter & Gamble, Walmart, and Target, and others in multiple countries to make reusable packaging a viable alternative to disposable. What's inspiring about this story, aside from the soft spot that I have for the environment, is the effects of his compassion. His love turned into compassion, and his compassion turned into innovative action. To take compassion to that next level, the level of service and action, is where a family mission comes handy. Decide together what you love, value, or are passionate about. Identify problems with these causes, people, places, or activities might have. Then make a plan. Think of what current solutions have been suggested and come up with new ones on your own. Make a conscious effort to work the plan together. What small, repeatable steps can you do to help move the needle on the problem you identified? Is your problem one that you can act on immediately or as it comes up? Working and serving together only deepens your love and compassion for your cause and for each other. If you haven't noticed already, you can see the four C's of education at work here. The curiosity that leads to compassion, the compassion that leads to critical thinking, and the creativity that solves the problems that the critical thinking dug up. Compassion, as it compels people with love, can be a huge motivator for change and innovation. It starts with love. Raising loving people is reason enough to practice compassion, but raising truly compassionate people can also change the world. I would seriously love to hear what your family is compassionate about. Please share your family's passion projects with me on Instagram at Hatching Curiosity. Until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.